What's going on, guys? And welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. And you're walking into the motherfucking Fight Club. And before we break down USC London 2, do us a favor, go down and like this video and do yourself a favor, subscribe to the channel. And if you're only listening to us on podcast, do yourself a favor and find us on YouTube at Totally Blitz. Not that hard to find. But let's get into it. Let's talk our shit about USC London. Let's uh, shout out our host. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Concha. I got my fish hat on because we're going across the pond, baby. Damn. Well, don't make me go get mine now. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's been a second since I got on fishing. You feel me? But, hey, man, you already know. It's your boy, Paul. It's your boy. I said Paul. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, your boy. <laughs> A.K.A. your fight camp enthusiast. And for street fight enthusiast. A.K.A. the Dom P.Y.E. A.K.A. the motherfucker you need in your corner if you're really trying to win. Hire my ass. I could just be a loud motherfucker. They like, go fuck him up. Better than him. You know what I'm saying? But who else we got in this motherfucker? I'm not another Paul, man, but it's Big PT. You know what it is, boys. I don't blame you, Kev. My name's so nice, you got to say it twice. I lies. <laughs> but, man, this fucking card, UFC London 1 was fucking nuts. I just hope this second one's to fucking so, match up. So these numbers is fucking when, So this is a second. This is the first time. Last time was the first time they went to London? Not the very first one, but... They haven't put any numbers on it. Like, it's technically a fight night, but no one calls it fight night. And it's UFC London, but this is the second time this year. But they've been there a few times in the past five years. But, like, I'm just calling it UFC London, too, just because, you know, this is – people know – you can't – the first one's so nice. I can't – I can't, like, uh, forget about it. Nah, that shit's great. I think UFC London is beautiful because there's some UFCs I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on UFC Mexico. I'm waiting on – I'm waiting on UFC Tampa. I'm waiting on, and I'm waiting on another UFC Canada. So I like to see that fact that London is eating like this. UFC Australia, I need that because there's so many, there's so many people representing that side of the world. Like I really want to see what the fuck they fans look like. When's the last time UFC went to Ireland? I don't think they've ever been to Ireland, but no, nah, they went to they went to Dublin with Connor one time. I ain't gonna lie. That's what I was saying. The only time I could see was if Connor was the main event. They went to that. They set it up like that. Like Connor came in that bitch Dublin's hero. Ran that motherfucker, yeah, that boy. They knew what they was doing on that one. They literally chose that event for that motherfucker. They knew what they was doing. So motherfucking, it makes you really wonder. Like, can you does UFC London? The fact that UFC London is getting UFC South Asia, um, wherever the fuck they was at Singapore. When, when um, you're Singapore when they was in Singapore, like Abu Dhabi, like are they gonna start? Are they gonna start branching out to these other places? Like, is Shevchenko gonna? If Shevchenko gonna have some, like. You got all these motherfuckers from Dagestan. Is there going to be a UFC Russia when shit slows down one day? Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. I really want to see UFC just continue just eating in these different markets internationally. UFC needs to be eating, but we're going to be eating because this is a fucking stacked-ass card. I mean, it's a lot of the same names from the first UFC London. So if you stay, like, if you watch the first one, you would see this card and be like, oh, fuck, they just kind of run in the back. That us. And that's what we wanted. Like, the motherfuckers with KO and motherfuckers like crazy. Marcus, you remember that fucking shit. Motherfucking. Nah, that shit was OD, man. Yeah, a real striking fan with a, every striking fan in the world loved that shit. That was a fucking phenomenal card. Mark, what did you remember from that shit? <sighs> fucking brawls back to back. Nothing but bangers. Molly McCain uh, spinning elbow finish. I was just about to say, bro, that spinning back elbow. Everyone went crazy, lifted off their feet, but the crowd was into it, man. That that was that show was lit. Hey, it's between that one and the Tony Ferguson kick for um knockouts of the year for me. 
And maybe yeah. Zane with me, but I kind of like that first one a little. Molly's a little bit better. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think Molly Molly's was more different. clean, but Zane with Lee was against higher comp. So like, it's not, like it's like, which one are you gonna give a little bit more to? That's real. But I still think this is just this. This was my favorite. UFC London one was definitely my pick for best card by far. Like I think Abu Dhabi might beat that. Abu Dhabi, UFC 280s trying to, but if we're talking like fight nights, UFC London's untouchable. The way they got also, everybody. Bro, my fine man, to cut you off. Okay. I just love when the crowd be in, in it too. That also like makes a card the best card of the year. Just like to have the crowd so lit and in it in every single fight to the end. Man, I love that. Or you can feel it through the TV almost. Well, shit. Enough of tickling y'all's fancies. Let's get into this motherfucking card in front of us right now, bro. So, real quick, shout out on the prelims before we get into the main card, because we're only going to be talking the main card this fight. So, shout out on the prelims. We got three people that are massive favorites, and it's because they're three fucking great-ass prospects. Mason Jones, minus 411 and 1. Insanely talented striker. He uh, He's actually the, the last fight on the prelims, so he's setting up for the main card, and he should put on a show. Nathaniel Wood, that good Wood is what his nickname is, and that boy is taking on Rosa, minus 575, massive favorite, and he, he's been a killer so far in UFC. And then the biggest favorite, minus 500, is Mohamed Makiev, 7-0, and fucking just been mauling people. Like, this is a pay attention to him because he's getting a lot of Islam Makiev uh, comparisons. And he's taking a... The little pre-fight drama, he posted a picture of him with AK-47. Because, you know, that's what Russians be doing. And he was just like, see you on Saturday at whatever Charles Johnson at name is. And Charles Johnson's from St. Louis. And he was like, boy, don't threaten me with a gun. We from the real murder capital. And then he started going in heavy. And then, like, Muhammad's basically like, man, shut the fuck up. I'll just see you on Saturday. Stop stop crying. And I was Draco. But that was that was the pre-fight. Like think that was the most pre-fight drama on this card, basically, was that prelim fight behind Mohammed Makhliev and Charles Johnson. But Mohammed's a minus 500 favorite. Everyone knows he's going to go in there and just maul this dude. You sure, man? I don't know, man. Patty was kind of very candid on a couple on his interview, I think, with the Mac Life. I seen his interview with um, BCNRC. I kind of fell asleep a little bit because, like, he be fucking me up when I hear him talk. He sounds like a real leprechaun. But he was saying, like, his name is in every yeah, he said I'm a snowser. I'm a snowser. Scout. Oh, I'm a scouser. Yeah, that nigga's fine. I'll fuck with that shit. But um he says his name is in everybody's mouth right now. And I think it is. I ain't gonna lie to you. I bring up bro whenever I get a chance. And like he's 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 on motherfucking grade A entertainment. But somebody I was watching everything on point, and they actually put him as number one as the most skeptical to fans. And I was like, that makes sense because he hasn't had no new talent yet. But like that's a little bit of pre-fight drama for me. I was like, hey, that boy Patty really gonna have to let them boys know something. Because you see, Sean O'Malley had a lot to say, and now my boy fighting Peter Yarn. So, I'm going to add to that pre-fight drama before we step into the Paul Craig fight. Patty also said in the presser earlier um, yesterday saying, I'm going to teabag him like Mon Warfare 2 when I'm done. So yeah. <laughs> that boy Patty is talking. That boy Patty, the GOAT. But let's get into this main card, guys. Let's fucking talk this shit. We got Paul Craig versus Volkan Azunimir. I don't really know how to say his last name all too well. But a fucking great kickboxer versus a great BJJ guy. 
let me hear y'all thoughts before we really break it down. Craig, didn't, didn't he come off um, a submission, right? His last fight? Yeah, he's running a four-fight win streak altogether before that, but seven out of his eight wins in UFC are all submissions, and of those seven wins, all seven are performances of the night. Jeez. So you're telling me, Paul, who did he lose to? Um, let me see real quick. I do have – so I don't have who he's lost to, but he's lost to, I want to say, really a lot of notable guys. But he has beaten, like, Jamil Hill, number 10 ranked a light heavyweight, and he was all hyped up to be the next great thing. He stopped that hype train. He uh, His one draw in his last five fights was against Shogun Rua, and then he avenged that draw by making Rua tap out on strikes, which I you don't ever see the motherfucker tap out on strikes. And then he submit, uh, submitted Mohamed Akliyev, who's number four in the division, and his only loss in the division is to Paul Craig, 17-1, and one, like a real killer. So... He has great wins. Honestly, I think he should be ranked higher than he is. And, oh, his last fight, he submitted the guy two fights ahead of him. He submitted Nikolai Kriyov, who's two fights ahead of him on this card, which I, doesn't make sense to me. It's one of those low-key towns. They don't really want to tell nobody about, like, yo, Paul Craig. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait till what, – what weight class is this? This is light heavyweight. Oh, yeah. We're going to wait till like, Yuri and the boys get a little tired, and then we're going to let Paul Craig take over. I want to say old, but he's had a lot of fights in the was going to be his 10th or 12th fight in the UFC. Like he's had a lot. This is like kind of, he went three and four to start. And then now he's on like a four fight win streak. So he's kind of on like this Oliveira run. And does the names I named to you, like those are high level talents in this division, like kind of low key at Oliveira type run. Hey, that's a, that's such a nice coin term. I love the Oliveira run. But, well, Mark, man, what you know about these motherfuckers? I don't know shit. I only know a little about Craig, man. I just know that boy is nice on the grind. Man, I, I, we covered we covered his fights before. I'm pretty sure. I, I remember hearing his name because it was Paul, and I feel like I remember watching his fight, but I'm still on the cycle. Like, a lot of these motherfuckers have passed every week. So, like, I always look at kickboxing versus BJJ. It's pretty much the two the two biggest thing. Like, can you get bread to the ground? And if you get – can you get bread to the ground without getting the shit kicked out of you in the face? And if you get bread to the ground, can you submit him before he gets all the way back up? Because, like, Alex, when you look at the top – um, when you look at the um middleweight division – This is light heavyweight. Yeah, but I'm talking um Izzy and them boys. That's middleweight. Oh, middleweight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you look at the middleweight division, you got the two, the two of the two, the rising stars of kickboxer, the champions of kickboxer, never, and the champ's never gone for a takedown in his life. So, like, what can um, what can Brad do to defend Paul Craig? See, I won't say Alzheimer doesn't have any takedown defense, but he is a kickboxer, so you know he's not just have the best takedown defense. But I'd be trying to say that, but I feel like Adesanya probably has some of the best takedown defense in a whole corporation, and he's super kickboxing, and he's never gone for a takedown. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the best, but it's also because he's he's learned to get better. That boy Yan was throwing him, and after that Yan fight, he realized like, oh shit, like if a motherfucker comes, and then Marvin Vittori was a close fight in that first one because all the takedowns. So then he learned to become better at takedown defenses and. Alzamir, I don't think, has learned it because he also hasn't been, like, that champion where he has to defend shit. But he's good at kickboxing, but he's lost to D.C. where he got pummeled. He lost to Anthony Smith where he again got pummeled. 
And then he loses to Dominique Reyes, where, again, takedowns was a big thing. His only real great win was against Alexander Rockick, who just came off that fight against Jan, where he messed up his leg in, like, the second round. And that Rockick win was a split decision. So it wasn't like he really won it. It was a close-ass fight. And then he gets smoked by Yuri. And then Mohamed Akhlov, who Paul Craig submitted, ends up destroying him in a five-round fight, like, like destroying him on the feet, just showing him I'm, I'm the better striker. Ooh, so it sounds like it's gonna be a long day for my dog, our rock, rock, whatever you just said. I guess my dog, Paul Craig. Paul, 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 Paul. Paul I think Paul Craig Paul. has the best submissions of BJJ and light heavyweight, and I say that with confidence. Over Glover? I think so. This is like Glover's, him and Paul Craig are equal, but I think Glover's over the hill. Like Glover's is old at this point, where I feel like Paul Craig can. His last fight, Nikolai Kriyov is standing in fucking full guard on top, standing on top of him, goes, Ugh, uh, and then one, he takes the fucking thing, wraps the legs around the head, chokes him out, fight over. Nice. And it was like off his back, like he's just as dangerous as if he's on top, which is not a lot of BJJ artists can say, but that's I like why I think all three of us are riding with the same dude here. Yeah, you know how I feel. Anytime I see BJJ, I'm low-key going to get a little closer to choosing you. You seen how I picked Ortega last last fight? No, I see. So right, we all the first time I've been wrong in a main event in a while, but we'll talk about that later. So we all got Paul Craig, number eight in the light heavyweights versus number nine in the light heavyweights. So four-fight win streak. And Paul Craig, he said he's going to retire in, like, two more fights, so he wants a title fight now. Like, he called out his shot last fight. He kind of deserves it with his run that he's on. Even though he's not a top five guy, he's beating a lot of top 15 to 10 talent. I think that's interesting because that is full of one and done. It's not one and done, but like there's been three different, there's been three, there's been three title fights and there's been three different champions in the last three fights. So like, it'd be interesting to see Paul Craig try to, Paul Craig get a title fight and then retire. Like, I don't think you retire if he wins that motherfucker, but if he loses, he definitely will. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what they're on right now. I think there's a lot of one and done shit going on in the light heavyweight position. But yeah, I got Paul Craig in this one, man. All right, let's move on to the next fight. Honestly, I think this Paul Craig's fight shouldn't have opened the prelims. I think this one, I'm not afraid the main card. I think this fight should have. But Molly Meatball McCain versus Hannah Goldie, 24K. Goldie, I mean, Coming off the Dana White Contender Series, she's had a few fights. Good volume, good speed, okay combos. There's not a lot of pop in her shots. And then, of course, everyone knows Molly McCain after the last UFC London, that spinning back elbow to fucking finish the fight. Let me hear y'all thoughts on this fight. I'm pretty, I've been practicing my back elbow ever since I've seen that. So when I, so when I, when I go up to spit games, I'm going to just say, like, hey, baby. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Hit the, hit the nearest nigga next to me and knock his ass out. And I'm telling you, I feel like I could get a number. I'm not gonna lie. Can Marley get another knockout like this again? I mean, I see Hannah Goldie, like I said, off a contender series. So she's, I mean, she's had a couple fights already in the UFC, but she's still like young. She's fresh in the UFC. My thing, like Molly Meatball is a hype train that's going nowhere. She's Damn. like, she's fighting entry level opponents for about five years now. Like, Patty's been in the UFC for like 
one or two and like people are, are like linking them together as a duo molly meatballs in you know 2017 2018 like she's been in the ufc Fly, uh flyweights is not like women's divisions are not deep and for her to be unranked for five years and everyone she fights are like entry-level opponents and every time she fights a good wrestler she gets mauled it's like i hope you don't fight lauren murphy because she's gonna Lauren Murphy just held her shit down against Misha Tate. I really hope you don't fight Shevchenko because Shevchenko will outbox. Like, all you got is boxing, and Shevchenko is the best boxer in the division by far. And that's, like, that's it. Like, outside, like, but she's always being marketed as if she's a fight away from the title. as Because she's just, all of a sudden, now she's too, like, the last fight, she jumps over the cage, gets the belt, has a fake belt when she's, they're calling her name. You're unranked. You only fight, like, you lost to Tilaya Santos in, like, her second fight ever in UFC. You definitely don't want to see her in a rematch. Like, like this is a hype train that I really don't see going in. Like, I don't, like, she, she, the UFC sees, like, oh, shit, they like her. Let's put her on the main card. But if she was not Molly Meatball, she would be a fucking pre, this would be an opening prelim fight right now. They love her in London, man. She got, she got, she got bitches in this should sound like some over the sea shit in boxing too, man. Like, I mean, it's not even like she kind of had close fights with the wrestlers. Like she, Robertson, five minute control time submits her in the second round. Prokopko, seven out of nine takedowns with twelve minute control. Talia Santos, five of seven takedowns with eight minute control. Like she's completely getting mauled and can't get back up. I was gonna say it's not like she yeah, once she gets down, she's not coming back up. But yet, you would like marketing wise, she seems like she's a fight away or two fights away from maybe touching the gold. And it's like, she's a hype train that she's like minus 400 on the bets. Like, I want to be like, take a flyer on Goldie. Like, I don't think she'll win this fight, but Molly McCain's not a minus 400 fighter. Smart, smart, smart. Good, Betty. But, hey, man. You know, I. Damn, I'm not gonna. I had I wanted to say good things about mine because that's what I was rooting for in this fight. But I'm gonna go with that. I'm just gonna say I picked Molly Meebo and keep it moving. God damn. I hope she got another fucking crazy knockout. All right. I want another fantastic knockout, man. I'm over here trying to figure out how to marry this kid. He's over here just like, yeah, this bitch ain't shit. I mean, she should win this fight because they're both strikers. Like, it's kind of like the UFC set her up to win this fight. Like, they want to keep the star rising. They want to keep the so you got a striker in front of you who doesn't have power. They doing and, the boxing rap. Yeah, and like we saw, Me- Molly Meatball can box from the inside. She can knock you out. She's very confident. So, like I said, she should win this fight. But she's not this dominant fighter that I feel like UFC is trying to sell everyone to what she is. That's real. You heard it here first. Paul, man, this man, pause this mean. I'll cut it how it is, bro. I'll, I'll say fuck how it you, is. Molly, fuck you. Paul just, Paul just gonna give it to you raw, regardless. No fucks getting. On to our next fight on this main card. We got the Alexander Guffinson's return fight, bro. Nikolai Kriyoff coming off a loss to Paul Craig, who starts this main card. Versus Alexander Guffinson in his first fight back in, I think, a couple of years or a year or so. But how do y'all feel about this one? All I know about Alexander Guffinson is that he was the closest person to beat John Jones. And I was like, 
that's a kind of a big deal. It's not really easy to come close to being John Jones. I think DC is a hell of a champion. But when I seen what John Jones did to him, I was like, God mm. damn. Damn. This motherfucker is different. So for Gus Finn to put that fight on, and I think, what did, did he get his ass beat the second time or something? Yeah, no, Gustin, after that one, that was his highlight of his career, in my opinion, was that close fight. But like, yeah. like how Charles Sonnen, how Charles Sonnen almost fucking took out Anderson Silva, but almost yeah. UFC, is that rematch came and he could die. I mean, like, if he would have been a good fighter afterwards, but his 10 and 7 in the UFC, it's not like he's, like, dominant. I mean, he lost his last three in the UFC. His last win was 2017 against Glover before Glover went on that crazy run. And then his last fight was at heavyweight in the UFC where he got subbed in, like, two minutes by Fabricio Werdum, who was 42, coming off a loss to Alexi Olenek, who was 43. And then after winning, went to the PFL. It wasn't even the UFC no more. Oh, so yeah, so it looks like this is one of those. The UFC said, "Hey, you you're still in shape? <laughs> you can still get tickets." So he, say he looks like on. he's in shape. Though. I will say that if this is a hungry Guffinson, it will be a good fight. But it's hard to like, it's hard to like buy in into that after finding out that he kind of went out sad. That shit sound like it's dead flies. God damn. I mean, I'm still taking bro, but damn. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I'm thinking this man's like low-key one of the OGs. Like, I'm thinking like he was like, he was around away type of type. Oh, he got tossed around. God damn. You thought like he, he done bound, he done, he was gone for a reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what were you, Mark? How do you see this one playing out? Hey, hey, tell us about the other dude. I don't even know about other brothers. <laughs> Oh, Nikolai, Nikolai, KO, he can bang, get KO power. He stand up mostly, but he can go to the ground. He's just a little weird, though, because he has ground game and he has stand-up game, but he doesn't mix it together. Like, it's either one or the other for the fight. It's not like he can really – it's not MMA. It's one of the it's, – it's a little weird to say, but he can do both. And uh, he was dominating Paul Craig in that first round until Paul Craig fucking – locked him up and choked him out. So it wasn't like he was losing before uh, come, uh, his few losses to former champ Yon. That was literally his first fight in the UFC was the Yon. He lost. The Glover lost. Meklomed Anklav. I said his name another time, but the 17-1, and one, number four light heavyweight in the world. Lost to him. Like, those are fucking all championship contenders or champions or former champions. So... He's not like he loses to like to like bad fighters, but if Gufferson's hungry, this might be a really good fight because Gufferson was a kickboxer. So like if this is a stand-up fight and he's hungry, this really could go either way. I hope this is a good one. This is one of those I hope you get that rust off of you. And I hope you just put on a nice show because they not they're probably not finishing your contract, man. They're like they 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 will get you up out of there if you don't can't fight for another contract. It will yeah. feed you to Hamza Chimaev if you fuck around. Yeah, you better be careful. And they they do not do that shit lightly. I'm riding with Nikolai Kriov. I've just seen more out of him in the last fights. And like I said, if if Gufson didn't go out sad and then like. 
it's a tall, even in boxing, Marcus can attest to this. As fighters get older and they know they can't fight in the division, they just move up weight because they'll still have that speed advantage against like bigger fighters. So him going to heavyweight and still losing was kind of like, oh, this motherfucker toast. This motherfucker really is done. Like he's 35. He might, he might, hey, we've seen Glover come back from worse. So, well, how old is um, Nikolai? Nikolai's like 32 or 30. He's not the youngest fighter, but he's not. Oh, he yeah. also doesn't have the ring rust on him. He fought at the UFC London last last time. Mm, damn. I didn't know. I didn't know he was um he was decent like that. I might have to go Nikolai on this one. I think he's the 11th in the division at light heavyweight. Hey man, I'm going to the the old horse. Give me the, the smoking your old horse right here, bro. Give me, give me the grizzly veteran, man. Yeah, let's see what old Gussie could do. Yeah, Gussie. give me like old man Gus, man. Let's see if he could lace up. Oh, I can't. I mean, I don't got no boots on. Lace up the shorts one more time. Oh, Nikolai. Hop in the, hop in the cage and kick some Nikolai's ass. Give me Nikolai, bro. This is. Like, minus 200, I don't think it's a big enough odd. Like, the odds they gave Molly McCain is the odds they should give Nikolai because there's not much that I could see out of Alexander for me to back him other than that one close fight with John Jones. I'm hey, not- hey, hey, on the Grizzly vet. He's coming tough, out strong. It's tough because everybody that I've seen, because I'm a firm believer, you can't get better at something by not doing it. You can get a better mindset by leaving and coming back, but you don't get better anything by not doing it. So like, but everybody we've seen come back has not look good. Joanna, fucking you should Joanna. yeah, they haven't looked too great. So I might have to go Nikolai in this one. I, I'm rooting for Gusty though. Old man Gus. I, I want to see you, but like, yeah. Gus, Gus, Gus. Old man Gus, man. Let's see it. I want fight of the night from him. This is a fight that's low-key, I think, could go. If Gus is in shape and actually a fighter, this could really be a standing big fight. If he's not here just for the check, then this could be a fucker. And I don't think he's here just for the check, only because you wouldn't return to the ring two years later. And he tried to fight someone else earlier this year that got canceled. So he he has some hunger. Fuck that. Gus is coming out here looking for the bag. Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get the bag though? You gotta get. You gotta get. Is he gonna get that Shane Burgos bag? Shit, we'll okay. see. Well, we're on to our bottom, not bottom, but top three fights of the night. Here we got Patty the Batty Pimblet. Honestly, this is what probably filming most asses in the seats is his fight versus Jordan Levette. ten and one. He's not no slouch. This is actually Patty's first real real test, in my opinion, because everyone else he's fought have been like one and three in the UFC or two and five. Like they've been feeding him some not good opponents. But Jordan Levette coming off a win, twerked on his opponent afterwards. And nah. then <laughs> and then coming in this fight, 10 and one. I think it's a pretty good fight here. This is definitely a step up for Patty. Uh, yeah. Bro, somebody doesn't come out as the first openly gay. MMA fighter, I'm just waiting on it because it's there. I probably was there. It's on the, we're right on the verge. It's there. Somebody, I'm somebody. Because we already got the boxer. Who? Which one? Garcia, Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, though. All jokes aside. <laughs> I'm the Ryan Garcia hater. <laughs> all jokes aside. 
I mean, Patty said he's going to teabag this motherfucker like it's a Modern Warfare 2. And I think it was funny because Patty was just like, I'm going to fucking talk of shit. I'm a scouser. I'll teabag all that shit. All Jordan the vet said was like, that's a good fighter. I can't wait to fight my opponent. I'm a scouser. I'm a scouser. Boy, Patty, man. And you know what blows my mind? How fat dude was, bro. And now I watch seeing the clips and like, just really in shape, bro. I don't know, man. I hope. I don't know, man. That shit blows my mind looking at it from like a fighter's perspective, bro. Like he had to go through some shit to get cut that shit down, bro. Like, but I guess you got. It does help him being the bigger fighter though on fight night. Yeah, that's true, and like. Oh, bro, it's just, it's crazy how his body, look. he looked good. I seen the clips of him grinding, like, he looks good in shape compared to, like, what he was looking like a month ago. baseball game. Yeah, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it looked like he got, like, someone took an air pump and just, like, pumped him up with some air. I'm like, bro, that shit is not good for you, bro. Oh, my gosh, look at that. he, He probably had to cut at least 50 times at least yeah maybe a little less y'all see our i mean i i know we've sold everyone patty the batty before crazy jujutsu game for crazy on the ground former cage warrior champion can fucking work the mic with the best of them probably the best mic worker in the ufc at his young career right now best accent Oh, no, but the scousers, those by far the best accent in the U.S. Sausage. But I will co-sign with MMA on the point. I'm happy you brought that up a little earlier, Kev, because I think he's the most – both of his fights so far we've seen him back-to-back, he's gotten wobbled or dropped. Literally, the very first exchange in the last fight on UFC London, he got dropped. And then he got back up, judo slammed the dude, choked him out, won the fight. But – you got dropped on it. Like, and this guy that you're fighting is like one in three in the UFC and probably is going to be out of it right afterwards. So it's not like you're going against great competition to get dropped. And in the fight before that, he got wobbled. Like Mike Bisping told him in the post interview, he's like, what happened? He's like, I'll tell you what happened. You almost got dropped. You fucking almost got knocked out. That's what happened. And like, like to be fighting people that are like, two and ten as a combined record in the UFC and to have both times getting like wobbled and dropped and being like minus 500 favorites it's kind of like yo like you shouldn't be that shouldn't be happening it's all mind games man he got mind control over Debo you feel me it's not like cambosis bro I'm gonna let you drop me out for sure but I'm a scouser (laughs) at the end of the day so I'm always be straight but no I'm not gonna lie to you Heart of war Patty is not is like the way you look at um the way you look at um Shane um Sean O'Malley is kind of how I how like how part of me looks at Patty, but like I think he's so entertaining that like I just be like I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. You feel me? But I also feel like I think I can see him just like Ronda Rousey in this motherfucker. Like he was popular, you got to a certain level of hype, but like you. Instead of like Ronda Rousey starting with a championship, like I don't think he, I think he takes a couple of good L's and goes slides to the WWE because he could bank bank in the WWE. I mean, just talking to shit. That's get- wild take, but that I could actually see. That's crazy. I never thought of that. 
Yeah, I see him. I think he's just gonna ride his train as far as it could go and then just take his um talents elsewhere. I could really see him especially his mic work and everything. I but I, it's the fact that he was a champion in cage fighter though. So that's the reason why I think like okay, he well, he is a great fighter because cage fighter has produced some real some real like weapons, some real problems. But like I could really see him just like kind of just like okay, um my pay is not going to go up any higher because I can't beat these, like, top seven, top eight dudes. So, like, no, nah, let me not do my dog like that. Top, top, top five dudes. So, motherfucking, let me just go to WWE where I'm kidding, where I can make a shit ton of bags. And everybody's going to love me, and I'm going to eat. What about you, Mark? How do you feel Patty the Batty? Because I feel like there's a big polarizing, like, either you love him or you're kind of like, oh, he's not legit. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that he got he got the bag, but maybe they're just not fully like his tools aren't fully sharpened. You know what I mean? Like he just not he doesn't got everything at that like height yet. How old is he? What like mid twenties, late twenties? Mid twenties. I can give you a real age one second. No, that's that's a real that's a real take, Mark. Like his bag's not all the way there yet. I like, mean. You, you could see he has like the capability. Oh, uh, it sounded like you said 47, but I hear what you're saying. 27, yeah, 27, 18 and three, eight and one submission, six and no oh knockout. So, like, I, I mean, like, at least speaking from his striking, from like the little clips I was looking at, like, he lacks a little bit in his striking game and like his pure boxing, at least. And like, you know, I mean, but these are all things you could obviously work on I don't know what his camp situation is and all of that but I keep hearing the biggest thing that and I also been hearing that he's not fighting the best opponents and you, you, you're taking easy like he's easy to hit almost and that's like, why I think this is a good step up fight because this guy's not a like I said like a two and ten fighter in the UFC right so like th this will be able to see where Patty's at and this will be a good time for Patty to Kind of shut, shut, you know, the critics up and, you know, go yeah, either yeah. work on your body, work on the skills that people think you lacking in the moment or show that you are taking a step forward because as prospects, at least in boxing, boxing, if you're not elevating your skills in each fight or at least you're not showcasing that, then you're going to lose a lot of hype and shine quick. That's interesting. I like that take that you made because, like, you think that maybe his skills aren't sharpened because he has to go to fat camp every every camp? <laughs> like, no jokes aside. No, no, but uh, the discipline. I think you can't be – like, you can be a champion, but you can't be a dominant, great champion without discipline. I, I feel like living like that is only going to take him so far. He won't be able to be doing that on, like what, – what's his weight class? Like, who's the champion in his class? He please don't, uh, say, please don't say dancing. Please don't say dancing. No, my my uh, my whole tab just closed. Um, I do not have his weight class in front of me. Double back to me on that. Please don't say dancing. I, that's all I ask. Don't say dancing. I I just don't think he's gonna be able to survive in the top dogs of if you gotta, especially like considering how fast UFC fighters fight. I feel like they or at least to me it seems like they fight quite often. Throughout the year, like lightweight, he's at one. He's he's with uh, Michael Chandler, Oliveira, ah, man. Yeah. J Justin oh, yeah. Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, 
Yeah, see, when you start touching those, like like Kev said, like those top seven guys, top eight, six, five guys, bro, like you can't be doing these fat camps that often. Like you're going to have to be at the top of your game with the top-notch coaches, the best of the best, and like you real deal got to do what you got to do. So I'm going to just – so we talked a lot on Patty. I'm just going to real quick – Tell people what Jordan Levette is if you don't know who he is. Oh, there's another person fighting? I forgot. Yeah, 10-1. <laughs> um, he's good at takedowns. That's his bread and butter. He's good at holding people. He's all about position. Like he'll he's he's right, like he'll hold you and he'll grind you. And then come later in the fight, he'll strike with you because he already grinded you out for uh, for six minutes, seven minutes, or whatever. He has a slam KO win against Wyman. Like you don't see motherfucker get picked up. Power bomb knockout win often. So when he did that, on his head in UFC. Yeah, like then a slam KO win. He'll grind you type of guy. Once you're exhausted, fucking that's when he he honestly reminds me of a Covington Curtis Blades in their early fight in UFC where they only go for wrestling and position and they only strike with you once they tire you because they got cardio for days. Real wrestlers. Real wrestlers. Like, 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 10 and 1 for a reason. This is a step of fight. I will say Patty opened on betting odds as a minus 400 favorite. He is currently sitting at minus 260. A lot of money has come in on Jordan Levitt because at those crazy odds as Patty as a super favorite, people are like, hold on. Now, Levitt's not some fucking – like because we've seen Patty the batty um, – at Cage Warriors, I didn't see the fight, but doing my notes and research, people, I have found out that there's been fights where he's been pinned. Like, he has great BJJ where he can submit people from his back, but also at the same cost, sometimes he's on his back for, like, three, four minutes. And this is only a three-round fight, so you know how those those first couple rounds, if someone holds you down for a lot of time, like, that's it. Like, so, and, but Patty's a volume striker. He's not polished. He can't, he kind of has KO power. Levitt's all wrestler, no striking. Like, like 100%, like early Colby Covington, a Ben Askren type fighter, if you remember him, like all wrestle, all grind you. And then once I use my cardio as a weapon. So this is a, can he hold Patty down without Patty getting the submission? Can Patty just out volume him on the, on, on the feet? And he is black belt in judo. So maybe he doesn't even worry about going to the feet, like having to go into that, like, this is a good fight. Like, I, like that, there's a reason why the odds shifted from super favorite, super underdog to like more evened out because this isn't some. This is a big step up. I respect it. It's just gonna be good. I just hope Patty wins because I just want to hear his his um octagon post post fight interview. It's gonna be nice. That's the one the octagon, and hopefully DC's there instead of Bisping. That should be fine. Maybe Joe Rogan. Nah, Joe Rogan's not gonna be there. But DC, that'd be nice. Well, let's give our official predictions on that before we move on to this co-main event. So I'll, I'm going to ride. I'm going to just ride my boy, Patty. It's been it, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. I've seen him get dropped. I've seen him get back up and win the fight. So I'm going to ride that roller coaster one one last time, and hopefully hopefully he, he gets me back home safely. I respect him. I got Patty because I like Patty, so I got to go with my dog. So, Patty, please. We, we, I'm going to eat a patty melt that morning, that day, just, <laughs> just, just for good luck. If, if there was a St. Patrick's Day, like, shamrock shake, and then I would go buy that just for good luck. 
I'm all right with Patty too, man, but I think he's going to take a bump on the road eventually, but I just don't think maybe this is it. I, maybe later down the road he will, but maybe this – I don't think this is the fight. So I think he'll get this win, but he's definitely going to be answering some questions. No, I agree. I agree that, like, once he moves up and sees, like, a like those higher-level people that can do it all, he's going to be in trouble. Jordan Levesque, like, it, even though Jordan Levesque can kind of counter him in some areas, I just think Patty – his bread and butter is the BJJ and judo. He, we've seen him get dropped in the hands. This person has no hands at all. So this is the first time Patty might be the actual better striker. So, and he's not going to be – his bread and butter is the ground game. So this, like, this on paper should be his wheelhouse fight, and that's why I, I think I'm riding with him. This is funny. Hey, on, on a segue, also non-MMA shit, but doing a podcast hits hard when you watch the Dragon Ball Z in the background. No matter, like, the Majin Buu Stagger – and they just picked who's about to fight in the tournament. And I'm just thinking, like, yo, Videl finna get fucked up. Like, Videl finna get her ass whooped. And I'm just like, I hope that energy resonates on the podcast. <laughs> always, right? It's always good to be watching fighting with DBZ. That's the best anime for fading. Videl finna get her shit split. <laughs> on the co-main event, we got a fill-in fighter. This is supposed to be a Darren Till at-home fight. But Darren Till couldn't. He's not on this motherfucker. We got a Jack Hermanson fighting fill-in fighter Chris Curtis. The odds are even minus one ten on both sides. Completely a pick 'em. Jack Hermanson is ranked eighth in the division, but I will say middleweight is probably one of the thinnest divisions. So an unranked Chris Curtis is evenly odds with him because like being a number eight, number nine and middleweight and being unranked is almost the same thing. Where the fuck is Darren Till at? He can't fight. He has some injury of like a month. Or, so this isn't a late, late fill in. He had an injury or I don't know if it was injury. Ill, I don't know what happened, but he was out about a month, a month and a half ago. Chris Curtis fought a month ago and he was like, Oh, you need a fighter. I'll fight. And now he's back again for another fight. Chris Curtis, low key, he is like the fan guy. Like this man, not only is he filling in on a like on a fight that's a co-main event, saved the card, but he's on an eight-fight win streak, six knockouts on the way. Three of them are in the UFC. Um, his former, but his former opponents and outside of the UFC, Belial Muhammad, number five in the division. He lost the fight, but he saw him in some, like, regional circuit. He KO'd Andre Falajo, who we just saw on a card previously. He has a win over Matt Dower, who's a former UFC fighter. So he has plenty of experience outside of the UFC with a talent. Like, when a fighter is known from a different – like, a different promotion, it's probably – like, you don't need to have good fights in UFC. Like, you're going to get that fan. Like, people respect it. Like, people know him. He's that dude knockout machine like this completely heavy hands good wrestling defense can be an offensive wrestler at times but he has zero takedowns uh shot he doesn't he hasn't attempted any in the ufc he stuffed 20 takedowns in his last fight against adolfo so that's to show you how good of a takedown defense he has all of his opponents up to this point are similar to jacker manson jacker manson is a a wrestler like a Kobe Covington type of dude. He he wrestles you first, 
and then he strikes with you. If the wrestling don't work, he kind of feels uncomfortable on the feet. It does. That's not like if, the, if early in that first round, if he can't get a couple of takedowns, he's in for a long night. But if he can't get some takedowns because wrestling's his bread and butter, you're in for a long night. So that's to kind of give y'all who's who. And uh, let me see. I know Jack Hermanson. His only two notable wins are the Kelvin Gastium and Jack Kirasuase. So not bad wins, but he also he's lost to Sean Strickland. He's lost to Jared Canier or Jan Canier took his fucking head off. And Marvin Vittori outstruck him. Marvin Whoa. Vittori only took one shot on the feet. He never, he never shot a takedown. Jack Hermanson took Marvin Vittori down twice, though, to show you that he is a good wrestler in his own right. But for Vittori to outstrike you should tell you that how good of a striker he is. And I'm gonna have to take Philly homie on the um, on the A5 win streak. I'm low key trying to see Brett Hitters run into championship fight. Because who's in the ramp through everybody else? Yeah, a month. I would say he took it. It's not a super late fight. It's kind of like Korean zombie fight against Volkanovski. He took it on about a month left. So he had time to do everything. That's four weeks. 12 weeks would be nice, but four weeks to get the job done. He came off a win, and everyone he's fought prior are similar to Jack Manson, wrestlers that strike second. And he stuffs takes down pretty well. But Jack Manson, all his losses come in five round fights. This is a three round fight. And some, like I say, like wrestling, if you can get someone down and hold him down for two rounds, it doesn't matter what happens in that other round unless you get knocked out most of the time. That's real. That's why wrestling only loses to BJJ. How about you, Mark? Are you riding with the Jack Manson number eight wrestlers? versus kind of a vet to gatekeeper at this point in my eyes because he loses the top tier guys beats anyone who's not who shouldn't be ranked or the filling guy who's this man is kind of older he's like 35 he said he's retired twice and both times he came back and now he's in the ufc finally riding his career i think i'm gonna rock with chris curtis man i hope Boy, hopefully you can rely on them that power. Yeah, so I, when's his last fight? When was the filling? Uh his last fight was about a month ago. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. So you're gonna be trying to fill in for, for he averages seven point two strike signature significant strikes per minute. Jack Manson's five. Jack Manson one point seven takedowns per fight, thirty one percent average. Uh, percentage and then uh Chris Curtis zero across the board. He hasn't attempted nothing. You said who you got, Paul? Oh uh, see, Chris Curtis gets a lot of respect and a lot of fans ride with him heavy. But I'm gonna go with Jacker Manson on a three-round fight. He's the ranked dude. And honestly, the fill-in, like I never you never want to like you know, you never ride with a basketball team that's playing a back-to-back. I never really ride with a person who's filling in. That's hard. So I respect it. But since we're talking middleweights, can we talk Shavaya versus Nate Diaz for a second? Because God damn. But they're like Nate Diaz asked for it, but he's gonna get murdered. And Chamayev's only doing it to grow his brand. Like after that fight, he's gonna be a fucking superstar. Like and fucking like real deal top dog. 
and he posted memes with uh, his face on top of uh, uh, someone at a funeral and this tombstone said Nate Diaz and someone was going into the like that boy really like he's he's doing it well whoever's telling him to probably Darren Till like because Darren Till at this at one point was that superstar that was able to grow his brand exponentially fast so like him being with Darren Till is probably helping him do all this shit now because once he beats Nate Diaz, bro, he is gonna be fucking everywhere. And you'll have the talent to back it up. That shit's gonna be crazy. Can't wait for the way because you know Nate Diaz put his set up. Nobody's gonna come in. He's gonna laugh, I think. But I think it's gonna be all respect because uh I feel like Nate Diaz doesn't have bad because Shamaya doesn't talk shit. He'll, he'll just be like, oh, I'll kill you. But, like, with Nate Diaz, I think he'll give him some respect. And I think Nate Diaz will respect his – because Nate Diaz only respects you if you're not a, a, a punk. If you're a punk, I, he doesn't fuck with you. My nigga pissed – my nigga was pissing out on out, out on the UFC um, headquarters the other day. So, like, I feel like he's going to come into this fight really upset. He's going to talk – he might say something slight that might slight somebody. And that might be what takes Jemaya to the next level. <laughs> after that fight I feel like you think they're going to try to make him fight Kobe or is he going to get Usman probably get Usman because the, his star would be so big they don't want to risk it with a Kobe fight and then because cause nobody wants to see Kobe well I mean Kobe Usman three could happen you never want to see a 2-0 ch- like someone who has a 2-0 because what do they got the game from if you beat me I still beat you twice now I got to fight for my belt now I'm 3-1 and one. should I give you a rematch that's real. Like those two and those are hard to get. But let's let's get back into UFC London. Let's wrap out this card. We got a main event for the fucking ages here. I'm not gonna lie. This is one of the hardest picks I've probably had in a long time. Curtis Blade, 16 and 3, plus 120 underdog versus Tom Aspinall in his backyard, minus 140, 12 and 2. Y'all know who both these motherfuckers is. Let me start hearing some opinions. Let me start hearing some thoughts. I remember, I remember watching Curtis Blades fight, but who did he beat? Because he beat the shit out of somebody. Chris Dawkins, and he outboxed him, which is crazy. Dawkins, yeah, and it was the first round, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was the second or third. But but it was crazy to see him outbox. Like he doesn't box. <laughs> Dawkins, and he beat a nigga named Dawkins. Like that's kind of dangerous. But yeah, Curtis Blades is that fucking dude. He's ranked number four. Right? Uh, yeah, fourth versus sixth. But Tom Aspinall is that guy. Like, it was somebody that you was like, do you want to bring to the party? It's Tom Aspinall. Just a cool dude. Comes in, does his job, get the fuck out of there. I'm still a believer that Volky, that Volkov is a great, is a great rest, great, um, great dude, great um, fighter. So motherfucking Tom Aspinall just coming in, submitting burn the first round, saying like, all right, fuck it, y'all boys, let's go home. It's pretty gangster, so it's tough to root against somebody like that. So, what are the like advantages and disadvantages in this fight? Shit, I'm gonna ask Marcus real quick, bro. Do you know Marcus might know this answer? We've talked this before. You remember who Tom Aspinall was the sparring partner for, and that's why he had this layoff. Big Tyson Fury, man. They brought Tom Aspinall in as a sparring partner for the fight leading up to Dylan White. Not no boxing. You know, dude got some hands. 
if you're going to spar the heavyweight champion of the fucking world, bro, you know you got hands. And then on top of it, we've seen him outbox a lot of people, and he was a sparring partner for him, but his jujitsu is so high of a level because he comes from a family that owns a dojo and teaches a dojo. Like, his family is BJJ teachers. Like, they're fucking grandmaster, whatever fuck level they are, they teach it. on oh, yes. He came from the fucking Bret Hart. He came from the dungeon, all right? He really was working. His only two losses, like, he's riding, like, what, um, an eight-fight win streak coming into this fight. It should be 10 because he had one disqualification in between, which was him hitting illegal elbows, um, and he was winning that fight. And his only other loss was when he had he stunned dude, dropped dude, was hitting with hammer fists from the top position, and homeboy grabbed his uh, heel and got him into a heel hook, which you never fucking see ever. But he was literally KOing dude right beforehand. So, like, he's just been this dominant guy. And Curtis Blades, I will say the one thing that – I think he does better than anyone in the UFC is, or heavyweight is wrestling. There's not a better heavyweight wrestler in the UFC. Former JUCO champion. You can make fun of it all you want, but John Jones was a former JUCO champion. I think Daniel Cormier was a former JUCO champion. And not only does it matter uh, like how high level wrestling he had, but he mixes it in well with punches. The reason why his boxing looked pretty good last fight was because homeboy was worried about when well, he, ducks his head and throws that overhand homeboy thinks he's shooting a takedown bam hands on the jaw drops dude so like he mixes it in well very good in england wrestling's not in the school system they don't wrestle from the kid from fucking as kids up so i don't know no really raw um they are they don't make no wrestlers over there in england bro i just gotta go to russia for that so other he has great BJJ, great off his back, but he hasn't been wrestling ever since grade school like Curtis Blades has. Curtis Blades, we've seen take shoot 20 takedowns in a fight. His only That's three he's three losses are to Naganu twice. Okay. Heaviest hitter in probably UFC history. Both of them knockouts. Don't blame the dude. Current champion, dominant. Other loss to Derek Lewis. With a, when he was winning the fight and when he shoots a takedown, Derek Lewis is in the late rounds after losing all the fight, perfectly timed uppercut when he shoots the takedown, lands on the fucking jaw, knocks dude out, takes his head off. But he was winning that fight, and Derek Lewis has the most knockouts in heavyweight history. So I can't really blame the dude to lose to Derek Lewis and Nagano. Those are not bad guys to lose to. Tom Aspinall, Don, like this is really an even-ass fight. Do you think Blades wrestling is going to be – is he going to control? We've seen him go five rounds. And look great in five rounds. Tom Aspinall, all first round finishes or second round finishes. We've never seen him go five rounds. Volkov was supposed to be his first five round fight. It ended in the first round. All I mean, so what I mean is Tom gotta get him out of there. If Tom can get him out of there, it's just his fight. If he can get if he can get his position first and he can submit him or hit him with some or daze him and hurt him and finish it up on the floor, TKO. But Blades wrestling can really make that a problem because that's something you got to watch the entire fight. So I think if Tom has some good takedown defense, he can do something. But it's an even-ass fight, but I got my dog Tom Aspinall on this motherfucker because niggas ain't that cool. Aspinall does have 100% takedown defense. 
but he's only been shot on twice in the whole time in UFC. So it's not really the best. Like, it's hard to tell how good that takedown defense is. You know, you're the only person that checked both stats. Like most niggas, most niggas would check one or the other. That would probably be like, yo, does have hundred percent takedown defense, but it's only against two of them shits. Like, come on now. He's a dangerous one. Mark, let me hear. I know, I think I know what Mark's riding with, but like, do you have any X factors in this fight that you see it going a certain way? Kind of like what Kev was saying, just gotta you gotta watch out for blades takedowns throughout the whole fight. So you know you just gotta you gotta make sure he's gonna have that takedown defense and really just work his shots and I feel like he's gonna be piecing him, and I'm definitely you ain't know who I was riding with Aspinall, man. You think Tyson Fury is gonna be at the fight? He better be. Fury better be at the fight in front row and center. Yeah, yeah. that's his dog. I'm going with Aspinall, and I, I wait. He's gonna jump him in the rankings right after getting this one. Should this fight low key might set up whoever wins this might fight whoever wins gone to Avasa for an interim belt while they're gone away. Jeez, that's gone. That's just getting interesting up there. It's getting real interesting to have everybody just no cap. No cap. There's some, there's some guys. All by the champions non contract. Do you so how do you see uh so both y'all riding with Aspen on this one? You, yeah, yeah, you know me and Marcus get down. We usually pick the winners. <laughs> so, it's in his backcourt. I'm riding with Blades on this one because I've seen him five rounds. I fucking love Aspinall. His highest – like, I could go this whole 20 minutes and just talk about how Aspinall is the better all-around fighter. But two things make me lean towards Blades, and one of them is Aspinall's lack of wrestling – and the other one being lack of five-round fights. I respect it. I genuinely respect that, though, for real. But, like, we'll see what happens. Maybe he doesn't need to go five-round. Maybe he can get it done in two or three. I just don't think he has the KO power because he's not a big heavyweight like Lewis and Nagano. And we've seen Curtis Ways get hit with heavy shots, get outboxed by Vol- um, Volkov before with, like, mean combos. But his chin stood up against normal people. But when you're fucking of Mike Trout, motherfucker of the UFC with the heaviest hands, like a heavy hitter, like that's all you got is the bricks. Okay, yeah, your chin gives in. But outside of those two, I don't think I could see Aspen. Maybe a doctor stop is like, yo, this motherfucker getting tore up on the feet. Like, yo, stop the fight. But I just don't see him having that one power, that one hitter quitter in him on Curtis Blades. Or if it's four or five pieces. That's what I was saying. I, I could see someone stopping the fight, like, yo, you're getting like tore up. Like, the, the, the ref calls it, like, yo, let's just stop this before it, it gets out of hand. That'd be crazy if Blades comes in on the road, gets a dub. Hey, the thing about the UFC, man, every round starts on your feet. It does, but I've seen a lot about a blade, like out of Dacus, who had boxing background. Curtis Blades can, if I, there, there's a world where Nagano's not champion. And I could see Curtis Blades being because he was being Derek Lewis right before that uppercut, like really being him. So the, I think there's a world where his wrestling really takes him to the top, and Nugano doesn't have the instant one hitter KO power. 
He fought Gone before? Not Gone, Naganu. No, I'm saying, but he, he Blades ain't no, fight Gone. Not yet. That would be a nice if Gone Blades. I'm just saying, that would be. A this, nice I'm kinda, I think this fight here sets up for whoever wins Tua Vasa because Tua Vasa versus Gone's coming up in Paris. And whoever wins that fight, I think gets the winner of this fight. And I'm rocking with Blades. Shit, sound like some WWE number one contenders match. Nah, this shit gonna be nice. I'm fucking with it. But on some super, 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 super quick shit, because we gotta go. Is there one fighter that had all these new fights have been getting named out? UFC 280s, they just hit, just hit, just hit, hit. If there was a fighter that you haven't seen get a fight out yet, who would it be? Oh, a fighter that hasn't got a fight yet. To give y'all a second to think, I'm going Justin Gates. I, I still, I'm still hurt that like Burr got some tapped out so quick. Cause I really want to see what Burr could do. Cause people put a lot of respect on his name. I want to see what's up with Justin Gates. I went for my dog McGregor, man. Fuck the bullshit. That's a great pick, actually. Cause there's a lot of people waiting on that motherfucker. I'm, I'm waiting. As soon as he announced that shit, I'm looking up tickets, flights, all that, bro. Hotels. Yeah, I'm trying to be at that one. Are you showing up with the Ireland flag or like Ireland colors on? Yeah, fuck it. I'll talk Irish. <laughs> you talking <laughs> about, I'm going throughout the rankings really quick. I'll wait for Tony Ferguson to come back. No, nah, bro. Tony Ferguson, <laughs> hang it up, my guy. Tony Ferguson. I'll never forget when Joanna retired and I was Steve like, yeah. I'm waiting for fucking Stipe's fight. Oh, yeah. Stipe versus John Jones has been. Tickling my ear for John Jones should be now. another character too. Where the fuck is Johnny Boy? He's just getting. He was, I knew I was like Kev's asking this question, but I have an answer for this question. I just don't know why I'm blanking on it right now. It's okay, a couple guys. I'm waiting on Justin Gaethje, but a John Jones fight would be nice, especially to cover that. That would be like. Not a dream come true, but a dream come true. When's John Jones' last fight? What, like 20? It's been a bit. Like, last time he did cocaine, bro. Like, it's, it's been a minute. Like, 2019. Before COVID. Before COVID. That's why I thought it was before COVID, like 2019. Before the Apex existed. Yeah, no, we haven't. But he's bulked up. He's did the right thing by taking the time off to bulk up and not rush it. So he's now going to be, like, feeling normal at that weight. So he honestly, the only person that is similar to him is gone to me because he, I think he can beat everyone else, but gone is literally the, 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 the same version of him. I just want him to hurry up and come back and before he's too, before he's too rusty. He's been fucking in Cleveland. He's a fucking full time fireman. He's lifting dumbbells, looking in shape. So, like, give me, give me him versus somebody. Like, he's been sitting at number three in the division for a minute. We're number two, actually, right behind um, Gone. So you hear that, Dana? Sean Shelby, whoever I need to call. Hey, you heard it here. We need him. We need him. We need it, but shit, we already we picked out. We, we picked all our predictions. We went through. Honestly, the whole main card is gonna be stacked, and the prelims gonna be stacked because there's a lot of the big talent. Out there. Every time, let's see if UFC London can beat one, can beat two, because like UFC London one is my favorite card so far. Yeah, let's see if it's like Terminator 2. If the sequel's better than the first. We got it, man. Hey, man, but, ah, oh, disgusting. Boo! Yo, 
I'm not even a new helmet. I'm not even a raw ones. Yeah, they're not even the clean uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, man, I hope Baker looks good in that. But um, <laughs> it's been another episode of Totally Blitz Fight Club. This has been a good one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had a long ass day today, though, boys. So I appreciate ending my night with the dogs. My boy Paul got the gone fishing hat. My boy Marcus being just real as fuck. I'm over here rocking the Space Jam because we well, just like the moon, bro. We motherfucking out of here. It's been totally blitzing, bitch. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You could call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing new. Higher than I ever been I got a problem with